I don't know, I don't like the movie. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. I don't even know how we're in the same... We can't record anymore. Well, I... Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing Mowdy Ranch in Colgate, Oklahoma. And if you like art a little bit later... We've got a story for you coming out of OKC. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I spent a little time, you know we say that a lot, because it was a little time, about a couple, three hours in Purcell or Oklahoma over the weekend. I'm sorry, did you say Purcell? Purcell, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, where you got to throw a little on the end of it. I went to a wedding, and I went to a wedding. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't get invited to your wedding. It, I believe me, you're going to be officiating it because oh, okay. um, I don't really know anybody of the cloth that would be willing to do it for free. Anyway, so went to a wedding in Purcell, Oklahoma, and it was in the most unlikely location, the Canadian Theater in downtown Purcell. Purcell? Mm-hmm. Old movie theater built in the, I think, mid to late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Of course, like many theaters, it's been this. It's been, I mean, it was a courthouse at one time. It was a movie theater in the seventies. Then it was, uh, it's been an antique mall. They, whatever it was, it looks nothing like that now. I, I made a video and we'll post it up. Uh, we'll get it posted up. But this place, you from the outside, looks like a movie theater. You walk in, it's absolutely gorgeous. They've taken, I mean. Painstakingly, it's got Edison bulbs, a beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful stairway up to the balcony. I mean, it's just, it's insane, this place. Is it still a function as a movie theater? No. Okay. It is for hosting events. And I'm telling you right now, we were talking to, uh, to the couple. They were shocked at, for their value. They're like, we couldn't believe for what we, what we paid for, what we got for it. I mean, they take it seriously. You got guys on, you know, walkie-talkies going, okay, camera one, two. You know, it's like... Oh, wow. It's a real... It's the real deal. You walk in and they, they've they got a hell of a setup. You know, they've got... They had it set up to where you can have the wedding and then they kind of had family and friends kind of come to the front and kind of hang out. And uh, then they pulled tables out and it turned it into the reception area. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to try to find a reason to have something. I wonder if they could throw like a pizza party. <laughs> They'd be willing to do a pizza party for for a couple of small kids, but really cool. Uh, I was super super impressed. Like I said, we'll have a video up and kind of go in a little bit more of the history. But that's what I did. I really would like to spend some time, mm. like a project that I have for the show. Yeah, that I really want to do is to go visit the old movie theaters. Yeah, all over. All over the state. Like, I've come across a few of them where, it's, you know, I just cry. You know, they've, they've been abandoned. They're, they're well, just filled with stuff. Well, we went to one, and, and nothing, not casting shade to, against Lindsay, but their movie theater is a thrift store. Right. You know? I mean, and I get it. Whatever the whatever the purpose purpose fits, I guess it's better than... Than the, nothing? Than nothing. I've seen more, more than a couple of really nice old school movie mm-hmm. theaters. And I just want to kind of get an idea of what everybody's doing because I think it's important. I think it's an important piece of the Americana. Americana. Absolutely. And if I could, if I had the money, I would buy one. 
and turn it back into an old theater and have you know play Jaws, play Jaws, and and play it on the reels. Mm-hmm. You know, tonight, one night only, thirty-five millimeter or whatever Jaws or do the old double features back when they did single screen double features. Yeah, have horror movie night. I try. That's that is my bucket list thing is to to bring back an old movie theater. Because, yeah, we've got a couple of them around the city that kind of do that, but it just doesn't, I don't know. I When you tell me about going to, to Duncan and going to the movies there, man, it really, I can just, you can you can just, when you walk into those places you, and close your eyes, even if it's not a theater, you can still feel that. There's, an, there's just an energy. There is. But when you have the, you know, the old school popcorn. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all of the fixtures on everything is brass. Right, and you don't have 120 options on the menu. Yeah. You got no. six types of candy. Yeah, that's what that's what I want. And I, and you know we we've talked a little bit off the show about going to the movies and how much it's changed. I, my fear is those places are really unless somebody comes in and it, it's got to be it's got to be a passion project because those type of places are just fading away quickly. Well, and they're never going to be they're never going to be a financial powerhouse. Oh no! Don't get me wrong, I. I promise you can make it financially viable, uh-huh. but it's never going to be just the... That's your thing. That's your second. You've got this, and then you, you've got... You're not going to live... You're not going to retire on... Well, I don't even know that you're not going to retire, but I think for the most part, I think it's going to be a passion project. You have to be passionate about yeah. it. And these people here at the Canadian Theater, they really had a vision going in. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what the floor plan looked like before. Maybe it was an empty hole with basically everything there with the light fixtures. I don't know. That's Again, that's something I'll get into. But they really took it. Again, we've talked. We, another thing we've talked about is these towns that repurpose their theaters and use them for multiple, you know, some people, they use them for dance, yeah. Wednesday night dance nights and performance this. and per- As long as they're, I, I can respect, even, even being a cinephile movie guy, I can respect anything like that being repurposed for something good again where the where a lot of them just kind of collapse mm-hmm. in, into the the ether of history but anyway that's what I did I'm looking forward to the video <laughs> it's coming I promise it's coming well I don't know why you laughed about that I, well because I, was... I I sensed a little bit of a snarky there was a little no bit there was of a snark no in there. you are coloring things with your own paintbrush sir there was no snark. Okay. I was just saying I'm looking forward to the video. I would I do have a question for you though. Okay. Have you ever wanted to wake up on a four thousand acre wild horse sanctuary with over three hundred horses at the foot of your bed? I don't know about that, but I have wanted to work at the Yellowstone Ranch. Well, we are talking about a ranch. It's not the Yellowstone Ranch, it is the Mountie Ranch. It's Oklahoma's only wild Mustang eco-sanctuary dedicated to tourism, and it may be one of the most beautiful locations in the state. I was looking at pictures. You're like, man, you got you need to look at the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me, uh, some of those pictures remind me of, you remember the old, like, uh, the old Marlboro ads with the, the wild horses running in the background, mm-hmm. or like, I feel like I need to be drinking the something that says king of beers on it or something it's just it's so picturesque it's like something right out of a i don't know what honestly i mean you i don't i don't even know how to explain i can't put into words all of the mental images that pop into my head from looking at the, at the just the pictures well how can you make 
when you say wild Mustangs, when you put that together, how do you make it more exciting than that? I, I mean, you just can't. Yeah. Even beyond the excitement, though, this is a kind of, this is, this place is really unique. It was the Bureau of Land Management's second wild horse eco-sanctuary in the whole United States and is literally only one of four. Really? Like, this isn't something that you're going to find Everywhere. in a lot of yeah. spots. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are only four of these in the country, and it's located right here in Oklahoma in Colgate. It's really one of a kind. The wooded hills and the open valleys in southeastern Oklahoma, 4,000 acres. That's that is massive. It absolutely is. And you can, you know, just visit for a horseback ride or you can stay a while in their accommodations, which will literally knock your socks off. Well, I'd just rather put me in the ranch ham bunkhouse. No, no, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm a man, but I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I, I can't hang. I don't know if I can hang with those guys. You know, I think <laughs> 10 years ago, you and I were both 100% all in oh, yeah. on Dude Ranch, yeah. like the real deal. Uh huh. I don't know if either one of us could hack it. No, I've had two kids, went vegan for a little while, uh, getting a vasectomy on Friday. Yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much out of the running. <laughs> yeah, you're out for sure. And I may not be that far behind you. But uh, as far as Mountie Ranch goes, there, there's a lot of history here. Surprising amount of history. Mm-hmm. So it all began in 1886. The owner, Clay Mountie, is the great-grandson of Frank Mountie, the founder of the ranch. So Clay runs it today. But his great-granddad founded the thing. So you're talking a lot of history. Oh, yeah. But all in the family. So Frank Mowdy left Tyler, Texas, driving a herd of cattle north to the Choctaw Nation. He heard there was an open range in the nation where a person could graze cattle. So in the early summer of 1886, he swam his cattle across the Red River and made his way north to what is now Cole County. You know... It's funny you mentioned this is a this is also a time period right here. Obviously, if you know anything about Oklahoma history, this is pre-statehood. During 1886, in this area, this was this was Indian country. It was, and <laughs> we're definitely going to touch on that. So, with the help of a local Choctaw whose name was Judge Keel, Frank found land where he could run his cattle in the northeastern part of the county between Keel Creek and Salt Creek. And in 1886, the land was just tall prairie grass, like the native blue stem. Mm -hmm. The only trees grew in the creek bottoms, and then obviously the uh, giant oak trees at the top of the hills. Right. So Frank grazed his cattle there for almost 18 months, enduring grass fires, cattle thieves. And in the fall of 1887, he drove his cattle to market in Fort Worth and then went back home to Tyler, Texas. This is that was a that's a rough rugged ride right there, dude. Eighteen months 18 on horseback. Yeah, <laughs> and this is why I can't. I wouldn't survive, dude. I couldn't do eighteen days. Yeah, that's like I don't know how long did the city slickers? How long were they out there with Curly? I don't know. I think it was supposed to be two weeks. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be two weeks. Golly, in that movie. This and again, this is Indian territory, man. Again, right. getting, I know, we're I know, we're going to get there. Don't spoil it. I'm not. In 1893, though, Frank and his three brothers, Mark, Charles, and Albert, drove another herd of cattle and horses back to Cole County. On one of his trips, Frank met Viola Alexander, who lived with her uncle and aunt near Red River in Indian Territory. They married in Cole County and soon built a large two-story house on the land currently part of the Mowdy Ranch. Mm. So, dude, 
a ton of history here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They farmed, ranched, and raised Morgan and Percheron horses. They also raised 12 kids, eight boys and four girls. You know, back then, back then, I feel am I mansplaining if I say back in those days and even on to into the 30s, 40s, that's what you did. You were, you, you had, you didn't want kids. You had to have kids. That you needed ranch hands. Well, not only that, but no birth control. So no birth control. Twelve kids. That's a lot of kids. Four girls. Dude, you have two kids under the age of three right now. We would be dead in eighteen hundreds. There's not a question. I'd already been shot or got bit by a rattlesnake. I already know. So <clears throat> imagine twelve kids. I'm sorry. I, I'm I, again. I'm getting a vasectomy. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> And I was raised Catholic, and that's what we're supposed to do. But Viola was Native American. Yeah. She was part of the Choctaw tribe. And currently, the ranch includes the original Indian land allotments to Viola and her children under the Dawes Act. So back to Clay. He grew up working this ranch with his parents and his sisters. They literally did everything on horseback. Oh, gosh. And Clay's mom, she's like 83 now. She still works the ranch. Still works the ranch. That is amazing. Yeah, I bet she's tougher in the boot, man. I don't, I don't, she wouldn't take nothing. So now Clay, his wife, Kit, and their three children, Matt, Caitlin, and Ty, work the ranch as a family. So five generations of Maudis have run this ranch. When you talk about family owned and operated, I don't think a lot of them go back to 1886. I would agree with that 100%. <laughs> Not a freaking chance. So what are they doing, though? The, I think the the obvious question is, what are they doing now? Right. So the Maudie Ranch is primarily a wild horse sanctuary. They allow all of the horses to exist in their natural state, but they also provide and care for them. They maintain the pastures in warm, <clears throat> in warm months, and then they hay feed during the winter. And they monitor the horses to ensure that they remain healthy and happy out on the range. But the range offers a lot. Non-horses. Okay. If you, if you don't identify as a horse, mm -hmm. then there are some activities that you can partake in Okay. For on instance. the Maudie Ranch. First and foremost, they have a guest lodge that can comfortably sleep up to 28 people wow. in six private suites. It has kitchen and dining facilities and can accommodate larger groups for special events. Mm -hmm. An overnight stay at the lodge is $125 a night for a regular suite or $175 for a night for a family suite. That's a damn good deal. Yes. But we haven't even got to the good stuff yet. I know, but that I'm just saying, like, bang for your buck. So, the guest lodge includes a great room with a fully equipped kitchen, spacious dining area, comfortable living area, direct TV, other common areas include they've got a pub-style game room with pool table, darts, wet bar. The outside area offers a fire pit, volleyball court, fishing pond. So a ton of activities just in the housing portion. Man. They also have a couple of RV hookups with 30 or 50 amp electric and city water. They don't have a sewer dump, um, but if you're... If you're an RVer, mm -hmm. you know how to take care of that. Well, if you're if you've been outside for any length of time, man, take your little little hand shovel and just go over yonder. You know what I mean? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Nothing. You could still use the bathroom. Oh, I know it has tanks. <laughs> That's 
that's glamping. I mean, that's the, you might as well just stay in a hotel and drive in. Says the guy. What? I've done, hey. That's getting his nuts chopped off and can't walk in. Dude, walk. I'll pee in the front yard. I'll do it right now. I'm just saying. Just because you'll shit in my flower bed doesn't does it, make does, you a, Does it make me <laughs> primitive? No. Anyway, though, as far as the the lodge goes, I really... Th- this sounds like a perfect place for a reunion or a small, a small or, wedding. Or hell, a getaway. Just to, to, to watch wild horses in their habitat or just to be away from it all. And I don't disagree with that as far as... As far as the natural beauty of this place, yeah, it's hard to beat. Nature is in basically every direction. You've been oh, yeah. fishing, hiking, mountain biking, horseback riding. Again, it, when you look at pictures of this place, and maybe I don't get out much, but it sure as hell, some of this, I told you, it looks like you're in the Dakotas, you're in Wyoming. It's it's all over the place. It really is. It's, it's a really diverse environment, which kind of leads right into the other activities that are commonly partaken of at the ranch. Okay. They offer open-air UTV tours, kind of allow you to see the wild mustangs. They take you out. It's about an hour long. They'll take you out on the ranch. They'll find the, the horses and just let you watch the horses. Wow. It'd be cool about right now, the golden hour. Oh, yeah. You see the sun kind of glistening off their manes and stuff like that. But those tours usually take about an hour they have to be scheduled in advance. They do have longer photogra- uh, photography tours. Oh, yeah? So they'll take you out during sunrise or for sunset. And those tours are like $50 a person. They can last for two or three hours. And then they have another version of that, which is their photographic retreat tour. Mm. It's $150 a person. But there are four separate photographic tours over a two-day period. And you pick and choose which ones you want to use. So you can kind of get the different backdrops, the different views, just get a ton of pictures. Well, and again, you look at the pictures that that we looked at. I mean, to tell you, there's a photo opportunity everywhere you look. Mm -hmm. No, there absolutely is. The next one, I think you're probably going to have problems with your camera, though. (laughs) Me specifically? No, just, just in general, I think that photography, horseback... Photography is not a thing for a reason. Yeah. I don't think you get very many good shots bouncing along. No. But they have guided trail rides for riders of all skill levels. Minimum age is six years old. They'll go with as many as four people at a time. You can enjoy the beauty of the ranch from horseback. All of this stuff, just assume that you need to make a reservation. But those rates start for about $100 an hour uh, for the... Yeah, still not... I mean... Still not a bad deal for any of it, really. No, I th- all of the pricing looks more than reasonable as far as I'm concerned. Mountie Ranch also is an adoption site. They do they house 15 to 20 yearlings available for qualified people a year. Really? Yeah. Damn, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I, they really love horses. Yeah, they do. Uh, I- anyway, though, I think you if you really want to enjoy the beauty of horses in epic settings. Yeah. I really feel like this is kind of something you need to check out. I mean, yeah, I think even if you look at the pictures, you're you're kind of you're in. Uh, you got me. Not, can I bring my kids? Is the thing. Uh, no, I got to write some yearlings that I'm looking to have adopted. Anybody? <laughs> yeah. But if you want more information on the Mountie Ranch, check out their website, MountieRanch.com. 
And coming up after the break, OKC Street Art is in the news. So I think it is time to get some shirts that are not gray or black. That time of year. Dude, it was 110 degrees yesterday. Well, I don't wear a lot of t-shirts around anymore. It used to be t-shirts were my my thing. But I was looking at my t-shirts, I'm going, I was looking at my t-shirts going black, 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 black. It's just too dang hot. Yeah, I need some pink, some yellow. I'm wearing more tank tops now than I've ever worn. Okay, I've got one tank top that I wear a lot because it's too hot. I don't care. Look at my faded guns, my farmer's tan. But anyway, I think it's important that you have a wide assortment of colors, a wide variety, so that your shirts don't burn people in 110 degree weather. Yeah, but if you have t-shirts for your businesses and you have primarily been towards the black and gray end of the spectrum, the dark side, if you will, I think it's time that you reach out to our friend Ronnie Davenport, firefighter and screen printer. Extraordinaire. Yes, to get you some new designs, some new colors, some of those lighter colors. And you can you don't even have to he can just order you t shirts. If you just want twenty hundred twenty hundred hot pink t shirts, he can do it. He can absolutely do it. But more importantly, he can get you a refresh logo. Yeah. So if your logo needs some refreshing, reach out to our friend Ronnie. At Tailboard Apparel, you can call him for a free quote, 405-517-2174. Or hit him up on the web at tailboardapparel.com. So from the staff at KOCO5, our friends over there at Channel 5, street art in Oklahoma City is the best in the nation, according to US T- USA Today. That We talked about this last year. We did. They had made that list. Mm-hmm. Dude, I don't, realize, I don't think that people realize how big of a deal... That's a big street deal. art is in Oklahoma City. It's massive. So some of the top five, you know, we're we're in the we're in the hunt. But some of the top five: Cincinnati, Philly, Detroit, San Francisco. We're number one in the country. That's a lot. We have some some serious talent. There's a ton of talent. Go downtown. There's street art everywhere. Go to the Plaza District. I think that's a good place to start. Yes. But I think you could probably spend a couple of weeks just exploring street art in Oklahoma City. Absolutely. It's everywhere. You see it all the time in smaller towns. You know, the the alleyways. Yeah. And, and We talked about Duncan. Ada's got a bunch of stuff down there. I've got some really good pictures in El Reno of some street art in one of their alleys. Yeah. And it just blows my mind. Yep. But Oklahoma City is just riddled with it, and I think it's amazing. I think it's beautiful. I think the creativity that we're bringing to... There are too many buildings that are just plain mm-hmm. and well, and you can take character. Well, and you can take any building that's... Hell, a building that's abandoned. There's plenty of those. Put a nice mural on it, and all of a sudden it brings it up to a whole other level. I agree with that 100%. And this is, an atten- this is you know, when we talk about, we've talked about, or some of them we haven't talked about, lists, top 10 lists, top 20 lists that Oklahoma's been on that are would be considered in a negative, in a negative light. Yeah. I think art has always been kind of a thing in Oklahoma. You know, you've got the Allied Arts of Oklahoma. They're a big proponents of this stuff. Art has always art and music are two two main main themes that Oklahoma's always had at a very high standard. 
I mean, we've got a we've got premier art museums in Oklahoma City. We've got them in Tulsa. It makes sense. But I think more importantly, I think it's a different kind of art. Well, yeah, it is. And I think it's one of the reasons that I like street art is oftentimes it is edgier. It doesn't have boundaries. It can oftentimes be a little more whimsical. Uh-huh. And I really like when the artists take take the aspects of the environment that they're in and yeah. work it into their art. Absolutely. I don't know. I think I think it's a good trip just to spend a few day or a few hours driving around in Oklahoma City, going to some of these places. And I think that's I would really like to see the pictures that yes. people come back from on that. Absolutely. And that's where you come in. If you've got pictures, we want to see them. We want to know what you're seeing. What are we missing? Absolutely. We don't get to number one by chance. Get involved. Tell your friends. It's the only in OK show. New episodes every week. This has been the only in OK show. I'm Harley. I'm Brett. And we're out of here. Peace. I didn't vote for the guy. I started watching Resident Evil. I have no, I have zero. I'm sorry. Even they just can't do a proper. And I don't know why it's so difficult to make a a video game property have a a solid storyline. Storyline. Yeah, dude, it's it's all over the place. Like you can't, you can't watch any part of any of the movies, TV show now, anything at all that revolves around Resident Evil and have any concept of time. No concept of time. And then the movies were just garbage. I liked the first one. Yeah, because at the time, you know, you think about when it came out, there wasn't like a whole hell of a lot of property, you know, video game property movies that were out. And it was a... And it was kind of a a fan favorite, and but they've they've had so much time to to write the ship, dude. I'm telling you, and every time they come out with something, it's like, like I know you guys made some money on the first on the the one before yeah. this. You guys didn't ha- you didn't save any money back for any writing or special effects or the well, movies have degraded. Yeah, they're supposed to get seemingly better, not even necessarily better. Like I get very very few sequels are better than the original i get that yeah but when everything takes a nosedive and then on top of that you literally you can't keep track like i don't know how many times what's the the main girl's name alice alice no alice in the movies yeah it's alice alice was the computer no it's alice okay yeah i don't know how many times that girl wakes up in the lobby of mm-hmm. the hospital in Raccoon City throughout the movies, but it's got to be 25 times. Yeah. Like, what year is this? When did this happen? Does this Is is this before or after she woke up in the thing the last time? Right. Where is the continuity? The there con- is none. Yeah, there is none. And I'm just not a, I'm not a fan of Mia, uh, Mia, Mia Jovovich. I didn't, uh, the only movie I've liked her in was in Days and Confused, and she oh, said hardly anything. come on, dude. Fifth Element. I hate that movie. I hated it. I've what is wrong it. with you? I had watched, when did it come out? 97? I don't know. 96? 
That's the last time I've watched it. I haven't watched it since. I just, I don't know. I don't like the movie. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. I don't even know how we're in the same. We can't record anymore. Well, I, I mean, I have. It's w- Bruce Willis. It is Bruce Willis, but it's also her and Chris Tucker kind of annoys me in that movie. And, you know, I like the creature effects, but again, I don't even remember enough about the movie. It's just, I don't like her. She's annoying to me. Like the sight of her. There are two actresses that are at the top of my list of movies where I refuse to watch them. And it, Liv Tyler. The only reason why I liked her in The Strangers is because they killed her. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, Mia Jovovich, I just can't watch movies with them in it. If they have any, unless they're suffering in some way. <laughs> I just can't. But, so, the series, yay, nay. I've heard mixed reviews about uh, it. I, again, there's continuity issues, like dramatic continuity issues. So, I, I have issues with that. Are you done with it? I'm not even going to watch it. I, I like. I, I think it's one of those shows that'll end up playing in the background when I'm doing something else. Right. And, and you don't feel compelled to go, oh, sh- I need to rewind that. Yeah, never. Yeah. <laughs> There'd definitely be a TV show I'd fall asleep during and not feel bad about it. Which yeah. I've, I've fall asleep, fallen asleep during this last season of uh, The Boys quite a bit. But it's not because they're needling me for, being, for liking comic books. Anyway. No, they just wrote boring slop that you just pass out during. I'm telling you, man. No, yeah. I'm tired because I've got kids that think they got to get up at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm tired too, but I promise you if there is a good show on, I won't fall asleep during it. I mean, the, I'm falling asleep right now. The boys is shit. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what isn't. 3, 2, 1. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing Mountie Ranch in Colgate, Oklahoma. And if you like art, we have some OKC news for you. I'm Brett. No. Why'd you put welcome? I don't know. Why did you say for you? Because I saw the welcome coming up. Like, for you, welcome? Yeah. Maybe the cooler. I literally went through that, no problems. Got to the end and fucked it. All right. Three, two, one. Farewell and adieu to ye fair Spanish ladies. Farewell and adieu, ye ladies of Spain. Uh, Jaws is, is celebrating an anniversary. I think it turns 40, 45, maybe, this year. Come out. 79? So it's 40, isn't it? 45? 40. I'm 45. It's something because I, I got I a know. notification that Fright Rags has just released the continuity, Jaws dude. Continuity. Yeah, continuity. The only Jaws I've seen in the movie theater. 77. Had to be 77. Mm, but 77 or 78? There's no way they would have released it up against Star Wars. There's no way that it was 78 because then it, you're talking about the, it being a four. Go ahead. And why would there be an anniversary ending in four of anything? Well, no, I I didn't Jaws. say 44th anniversary. Movie. I'm, no, I'm saying if it was in eight, yeah. this year would make it a four. So it would be either ending in a two or an eight. Look it up. I'm doing it. 1975. 75. So there's no anniversary. This is the year 2022. Okay. It, well, it turns 43. Yeah, it's 43. Because I'm 45. I was born in 77. Dude, you don't know math. 77 minus 2, 75. 45 minus 2, 43. So you're telling me that Jaws, that came out two years before you were born, is two years younger than you are? 
two years older than me. Sorry, the 40, 47th anniversary. Jesus, I don't sleep, Harley. You also I don't, don't math. I don't math. I don't sleep, and I don't dance. All right, I'm out of water, and I want it to start on the Annapolis. Dude, give me a movie about Quint. Is this thing no Quinn? Jo- no, it's Quint. Wouldn't that be cool? Without minus the sharks, no Jaws whatsoever. I'd pay to see a movie about him. Yeah. And like I said, you start from the Annapolis. I'm pretty sure, though, that uh, Peter Benchley's dead. Who? The guy who wrote the novel. Oh. Isn't that Peter Benchley? Yeah, probably. You know, his son looks just like him. Peter Benchley? No, Robert Shaw. I love Robert Shaw. Oh, dude, he's cool. Maybe a movie they don't, people don't talk about. You remember Deep Blue? Yeah. That's a great movie, man. Mm. I liked it. I liked it. I wouldn't say it's a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. I liked it. I thought Louis Gossett Jr. was good in it. Nick Multi was good. That's when they go, and Robert Shaw lives in the lighthouse, and he's like the, the old crotchety. He's basically Quint on an island, like if Quint never left the island. Maybe I'm thinking about a different movie. In, or The Deep. It's called The Deep. And Nolte goes down, and he finds the shipwreck, and it's got those glass vials Opium or heroin or some shit. Louis Gossett Jr. plays like a Jamaican or Haitian. It's in Haiti or something. I can't remember. It's a good movie. Dude, that is not pulling up a movie. The Deep. Deep Blue or some shit like that. Deep Blue is the movie with Samuel L. Jackson and LL Cool J. They remade the movie. Deep Blue C is Thomas Jane and Samuel L. Jackson. Nope. It's called The Deep. Dude, I'm telling you, it, did it not came out in 1977. Sure did. Suspenseful, thrilling, and well-paced I'm underwater adventure about divers who locate a shipwreck treasure and morphine. Starring Jacqueline Bissett. She was smoking hot back then. Nick Nolte, Robert Shaw, Eli Wallach, Louis Gossett Jr. Dude, Nick Nolte's a baby. Oh, yeah. He probably couldn't swim to the bottom of the bathtub now. Is he even still alive? Yeah. I love Robert. I do too, man. I loved, um, uh, shit. Nick Nolte, Eddie Murphy, 48 Hours. hours. That's a good one, man. Dude, that is a brilliant movie. It's a good movie. Another 48 Hours was good, too. Yeah. I'm not excited about the, um, they're bringing back, uh, Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. I'm not excited about it. No. Yeah, he's reprising his role as Axel. No. Yeah, look it up. No. I don't need to. I won't listen to your lies anymore. There's no way that Eddie Murphy is broke enough that he has to ruin... It's not that he's broke, but he does need... I mean, he doesn't. If he wanted to... Dude, he, he makes enough back. money off of Donkey to coast this shit all the way to the grave. Yeah, but people are begging for him to come back and do some stand-up spots at the club or come back and do some something raw again. He'll get canceled in like seven seconds. Yeah, there's a lot of those guys right now, like... Carlin, oh, he would. If he could have, if he could fi- find a place that he could talk about it, yeah, he'd be canceled. Oh yeah, that you, you. I don't know if you like Steve Harvey. He's funny, but um, we're talking about. They were talking about him. I don't know if it was on Rogan or one of the other comedian podcasts I listened to, but they talked about him and how funny he is. And the reason why he won't come back and do stand up is because he ain't dumb. He ain't dumb. <laughs> He's like, let me, just give me that Family Feud money. Yeah. Oh, they're making. He told me that. I mean, they already did, and it sucked yeah. ass. I think you I know, have. The, I think the hang on. I think I have the problem that I have right now with entertainment in general 
is that it's all regurgitated. It's shit. all regurgitated. Number one, I don't know where we came up with the idea that everything needs exposition and explanation. There have been some success with okay, that's cool. It's nice to see how that came to be, but I don't know why we feel like we have to explain everything. Rogue One is a prime example. I thought it was probably one of the better Star Wars movies of the modern. Yeah. But no one asked for it. Nobody wanted to know. We knew the Death Star got built. We knew that it decimated an entire planet. Uh-huh. What we didn't really need to know is who they were. Well, and I mean, it's basically like the, you know, like, you know, they released the the specs of the Death Star, and there aren't any bathrooms. You know, like, shut up! Do the stormtroopers go to the bathroom in their armor? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Right. And that they literally took that, that nerdy asshole Star Wars fan, like, whiny voice, and said, let's make a movie just for that. Right. Like let's let's show him the back room. Let's show him what the you know what the workers eat on their lunch mm-hmm. break. Like that's I didn't. That's why I didn't like the movie. Yeah, and I almost I was sitting here thinking, you know, they should. I'm surprised they didn't do a movie where they exposed who the wizard from Wizard of Oz was, and they did. I forgot it was the movie with James Franco where you saw who the guy was before he became the wizard. Uh huh. There's just not any fresh. Not any fresh ideas that they're willing to put any money into, and I think that's that's the the biggest shame of the whole thing is it's all about cash where the money trains at. Yeah, I mean it just boils down to you know like if we we make this movie, we can get Taco Bell to pay us licensing fees to put the you know to put the robot on the on their Happy Meals, and if we make this other movie then we literally just have to make money off of the movie. All right, real quick. What? The classic Beverly Hills Cop trilogy is getting a long-awaited sequel, Beverly Hills Cop 4. Ever since the third movie was released, the sequel has been teased many times, but in the end has been canceled over and over again. Even with the time that's passed since the last movie, the series was popular enough upon its release that Paramount was not ready to give it a sequel. Trilogy star Eddie Murphy has claimed he wouldn't do the movie until the script was right, which was the biggest issue uh, in the past. Paramount Pictures did announce that they made a deal with Netflix to produce the movie, and things are looking up for the sequel with new directors, new screenwriter, and not only is Murphy on board with the current script, but the studio is already scheduling a two-month shoot in California. No release date or plot has been announced. But here's the thing. Here's the other thing. I know going to the movies is expensive. Mm-hmm. I know that movie theaters rely solely on concessions. They make no money off, off, off movie profit. Do you know that? Yeah. But I'm seeing a lot of movies are going straight. Right now, Netflix reported 1 million subscriber. They, they lost 1 million subscribers this last quarter. Yeah. But they're still considered a titan in the streaming industry. Rob Zombie's releasing The Monsters, the long-awaited, anticipated Monsters prequel. Mm-hmm. There was a debate: was it going to be Paramount Plus? Was it what? Which streaming service was it going to be on? Because it's not going to theaters. Because, to be honest, it, it wouldn't make a ton of money. It's a very niche, right? And, and that's the thing too: you can sink all your budget into the movie. You don't have to worry about 
I don't know how they make money with Netflix. I really don't. The only thing I can think of is, you know, Netflix is going to be adding on a uh, commercial subscription tier with ads like everybody else has been doing. You know, they lost a million subscribers last quarter. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Somehow they're still... HBO Max is hard to beat. I use them a lot. Netflix is kind of the OG, but I'm seeing a lot of these these big big movies that are heading straight to Netflix. I mean, and Netflix has done has turned out some hits themselves. I watched the Adam the Adam Project, great movie. I, I told that. you, I loved that movie. Very eighties. That, that movie made me cry. Yeah, it got me. I watched. And I it. don't cry. I watched it by myself. In the other Did room, you really? Yeah, folding laundry. She goes, what are you doing? I said, I'm watching the Adam Project. <laughs> Leave me alone. You wouldn't understand. You have a dad. <laughs> I don't have a dad. Leave me alone. Slam the door. That's She's, funny. But yeah, I like the Adam Project. You ready to get in this? I am. All right, let's get it on. Three, two, one.